So good morning everyone. I am so excited today. You know, I have been waiting to meet this guest for a very long time and uh, we've had a lot of to and fro and finally uh, I'm here. Okay, the day is here. So let me just uh, share with you a little background of the gentleman I'm going to introduce you to. He's an engineer, project manager, competitive drug-free bodybuilder, certified international fitness professional association personal trainer. He had always been a super skinny kid, like really skinny, which all changed when he started to lift weights during the third year of engineering. Fast forward to 14 years in typical Bollywood style, he's gone on to transform himself and won third place at Mr. Beachbody Dubai in November 2018. Let me repeat, Mr. Beachbody, alright, that gotta get your attention if it's not yet, alright. And he will be representing India as their athlete for World Natural Bodybuilding Federation at Singapore this September 2019. He's super thrilled about it. And health and passion has always been his passion. Uh, he is into evidence-based knowledge, okay, as his, as his core. And he assists a lot of individuals in transforming their mental and physical uh, being. And... Uh, I couldn't be more excited, Angad. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Manish. I couldn't be more excited to finally it's happened, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Gunangad. How do you pronounce your name? Gunangad Singh Maini. That's correct. So I think my parents wanted to have fun with everybody. So yeah. it's Gunangad. Okay. But people who know me very well, they call me Angad. Angad. Yeah. Amazing. Angad, welcome to the show. And, Thank you. Uh, and this is some kind of an achievement in Mr. Beach because I've seen some of your old pictures. I, I went through your Facebook profile and saw some of your old pictures. You were really skinny even uh, till few years back, if not 14 years yeah. back. All right. Uh, what made you take take fitness so seriously? So in my mind, I always thought I was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the funny part. That's the real irony of life. From early days. <laughs> but seriously, when you, when you start realizing that uh, you want to start looking good, and everyone starts, at least every man starts by trying to attract the opposite sex. So obviously that was the initial, like, oh, I need to look good in the gym because I can get women. The real irony of life is when you do start looking good, it, the women run away from you. It's the men who come, come to you like, bro, how much do you lift? Really? <laughs> Tell me the best program there is. So that's the irony of life. Wow. But it started, it started somewhere around uh, third year of engineering where mm -hmm. I started lifting with absolutely no idea what to do. But it just generally started lifting weights. So. That's how many years back? Jeez, that's around, yeah, 14, 14, years, years, 14 back. years back. Yeah. Um, made a lot of mistakes on the way, a lot. Yeah. So, that's why when you said that you saw the pictures recently, I was, I mean, a few years back, yeah. and I was still skinny, because in my mind, I'm still honored, but, but completely against the basic principles of how to gain muscle and how yeah, to Yeah, and there's it. so much of noise in your industry. There's so much of data being flogged as credible data which it is not so much of food being flogged as good food which is not it's so confusing for people to actually land up in making the right choices you're absolutely right Mish, because there is there is so much smoke and mirrors in this industry and mm. people benefit from that ignorance of people and i kind of blame you actually can't cast blame on any particular person or thing but then you're in a information driven world and having too much information is also an issue right so yeah. then you have to start deciphering and that's what happened to me when I started deciphering, oh, wait a minute, this is the right information that you're supposed to be looking at when you start reading research-driven papers, when you start seeing meta-analysis studies. Obviously, I didn't have the genius to read this. It's when yeah. you look at the right people who are doing it. And you could you just bumped into them after going through a lot of charlatans or a lot of fake people. Exactly. I think that's the best way to summarize it. You just, just stumbled upon the right people at the right time, I believe. So. But many times people lose 
focus or, 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 or the inclination to become a pro at this? What made you keep going on in spite of meeting a lot of fakesters in this industry? What made you keep, what, what made you, uh, you know, continue the search? I believe it's just resilience. It's the, the fact that you want to be better than what you were yesterday. I think it's somewhere, some manufacturing defect in my flaw, in my core value, where I want to get better than what I was before. And you want to get better at fitness. That's absolutely true. And what I realized was in the process, when you start getting better and results start coming, your immediate family circle starts observing you. And they start making the right choices. And they start getting healthier. So that's an added bonus to you to perform even better the next time. Right. Research harder the next time. Because then you can add so much value to people you love the most. And then that circle just keeps spreading. It's something, I, I don't think you can put put a value on that. That's, that's beyond... Uh, and I guess when you reach that stage, then it becomes kind of a calling or a lifestyle in a absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would definitely say that, yes. So, you know, uh, any... In this whole journey of you becoming a pro and now going to Singapore, and I'm sure there are many, many more events coming up your way. Uh, any specific specific event, anything specific that happened that shaped you into you taking a decision to turn a pro? Like, you know, I have few cousins who never believed in me. And I guess I'm so thankful for them not believing in me purely because of which the fire in me was always there to perform. And I, they don't even know they've changed my life in so many ways by laughing at me. So, so that's been a trigger point for me. I'm so grateful for people who, who, are, who, who never <laughs> believed in me. Yeah. In your case, has there been any moments like that which has ensured that you become I'm, a pro? I'm so glad you said that because there is something similar. And, and I think that sparks, that kind of that stokes that fire in you that I want to get better. It starts initially with that, oh, I want to show them. Then eventually you get mature and like, oh, mm -hmm. hang on. I just want to get better than what yeah. I am, right? Yeah. And then and then you reach a stage where you're immune to whatever someone is telling you. Yeah. I think for me, it was somewhere around uh, school where you know, you're picked on because you're skinny, lanky, and those, you know, those silly ads that are showing right. lanky, because you're thin, we will beat you. Yeah, and yeah. That kind of psyche played on me. And then during engineering, when I started lifting, that's when I was like, oh, hang on. There's so much more you can do with this. So, it, yeah, that's, I think the changing, uh, the point of changing came when I discovered Lane's, uh, there's a guy called Dr. Lane Norton. Okay. Uh, he's probably one of the which, most... Which is how many years back? Wow, that would be perhaps five years back. Okay. Which so you can recent, imagine, which yeah, recent, 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 can yeah. imagine how much I've failed <laughs> to finally reach him. And he coined a term called IIFYIM, which is basically if it fits your macros. It's a concept for flexible dieting, okay. which basically changed my whole idea about how to approach fitness. And health in general. So, as you would know, it's about it's firstly about nutrition, right. and then it's about your exercise programming. But what this did was it started making me think about biochemistry. It made me start thinking deeper in terms of what happens when muscle protein synthesis has to happen. Okay. What's the processes behind it? And being an engineer, we have this problem that we need to go in the depths of everything right. to understand it. And that snowballed into execution. Actually. So, for a layman, okay, can you explain what is IIFYM? So essentially it means you can eat whatever you want, but in limits, in dosage limits. So okay. for example, uh, there's a there's a fundamental law of thermodynamics, which okay. is called uh, calories in versus calories out. Okay. So basically what it means is, hypothetically, if I were eating 2000 calories okay. to maintain, let's say, 100 kgs. Right. 
So in a week, if I start eating above two thousand calories, I will gain weight okay. because there's more calories in. Okay. So that's the law of thermodynamics. However, if I start eating lower than two thousand calories yeah. at a sustained rate, I start losing weight. Okay. So these terms are called calorie surplus or calorie deficit. Okay. And then, then the next interesting layer comes in is okay, fine, I've lost weight now, but I still look ugly. So that yeah. comes the point as body composition. I mean, we've all been through that phase. We lost ten kilos, but we still look like eh. Yeah. Because there's no muscle. So that's when you understand. Oh, by the way, there is something called macronutrients you're supposed to pay attention to, which is how much protein is supposed to have, how much carbohydrate is supposed to have, how much fat is supposed to have. Okay. So that came in, and FY. So basically, IIFYM tells you X proteins, Y carbs, and Z fat, and the total calories are this much. So, so there are different schools of thought. Some schools of thought say don't count the calories. Some schools right. of thought say count the calories. So you do count your calories. So here's my thing. Hmm. You every diet on this planet hmm. follows calorie deficit or calorie surplus logic. That's okay. a fundamental law. Whether it be, and I'm not even joking. There is a diet called lunar diet and snake diet. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw, when I saw your reference to snake diet. What's a snake? I, diet? I wish I was joking. Oh. <laughs> it's there. Hmm. But and like common, uh, which is famous nowadays, is keto. Keto. Prior to this was Atkins and hmm. so many other diets that keep coming up. But the keto all, and vegan has yeah. grabbed the spotlight. Right? Exactly yeah. right. But. Essentially, they all follow the fundamental law of thermodynamics. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But now diving into calories measurements, it's a good tool. But if you're a competitive bodybuilder, that is your absolute benchmark. Okay. But for a layman, you can take estimates. You can still log your food, and that's where you know preparation comes in. So I know my food a week in advance. That I, I literally know what I'm going to be eating one week from now. Wow. And I have an application called My Fitness Pal, which I enter my uh, food stuff in, and I know how much I'm hitting my calorie. Is the is the app tells you what is a decent amount of calories to have if you have that kind of body weight and all? No, so the app does do that, but that calculator is incorrect. So we do something called Calculate My Macros online. Okay. And so there's CalculateMyMacros.com. That's correct. Oh, interesting. And mm-hmm. that tells you exactly. So there's around, if I'm not wrong, there are around. 10 to 12 parameters it looks into you, like your age, your current, and it's a free activity. website. It's free website. Okay. You can just punch the numbers in. Mm-hmm. It tells you what your actual macros require. Mm-hmm. Then you take that data and you throw it in My Fitness Pal. So My Fitness Pal, I take as an it's a fantastic tool for measurement and okay. monitoring your status. Okay. So like as an engineer say, if you can't monitor, how will you control your progress? So right. That's the basic fundamental here. So. To answer your question, that is it important to count calories at a basic level? Yes, mm-hmm. but you don't need to get so paranoid about paranoid about it. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. As long as you see the trends every week, your weight is dropping. Mm-hmm. You're fine. That means you're in a calorie deficit for sure. But if you're competing, you're going on stage, you have a deadline or a wedding or something, mm-hmm. then I would say get off the scale, measure everything. <laughs> so, is there a particular diet you follow? So, I because beach body does require one to be anal about. Everything that goes in your in your in your stomach. So what is the diet you follow? If I may ask. So if I am if I am competing for a show, I generally take longer because I don't want a sudden drop. I I take it slow. I drop my calories slowly. It's a, it's somewhere around twelve to fourteen weeks prior mm-hmm. to the show. And what I basically look into is I can eat anything I want. That's what flexible dieting is about. Just about anything. However, okay. How much you can eat is the catch. Okay. So. It's it's about, for example, I give some perspective. So if you had to, if you were like eating samosa, you can even if it's yeah, you can yeah. Okay. But it, it's you have to be in your budget. So just let's just think of it this way: if you had a budget of just two thousand calories, you won't go like apeshit on let's say having five burgers, right? Right. 
crosses the threshold. The threshold, yeah. And so it's it's two thresholds you're looking at. You're looking at a the overall calories, right. and b you're looking at your individual protein, carb, and fat. Right. So that's where you have to get a little crazy with numbers. Like, oh god, it's this much. So I'll give you some perspective. Uh, one gram of protein, one gram of carbs, and one gram of fat have different calorie outputs. Right. So just to, if I juxtapose them all together, one gram of protein is four calories, four kilocalories. Carbs is also four kilocalories. However, fat is nine, and alcohol is seven. So just put that in perspective. When people go for weekend binges, yeah, yeah, you kind of screw your progress because if you do an average, right, you've gone above your threshold, right, for calorie deficit. Right. Level, so, so you you basically even if I was to look at calorie intake, right. you you prefer to get a mix of carbs and fats, or you you focus on having a higher intake of fats. Oh, that's a beautiful question. That's a fantastic question, actually, because there's enough meta-analysis to prove. Uh, when they juxtapose two studies, two mm. groups with people who had higher carbs and higher fat, two groups of studies, it's irrelevant. It okay. doesn't matter. As long as you're hitting your calorie target, okay. and as long as you're hitting your protein target, okay. it doesn't matter for carb or fat. It's interchangeable. But for what my personal preference has been, I always prefer to go higher on carbs and lower on fat. That's my own personal okay. preference. That, that's reverse of mine. Like I go <laughs> high on fat, low on carb. But... But when you uh, land up uh, having this equal, all right, carbs or fats and all, are there uh, any particular kind of fats that you prefer to get your calories from? Oh, that's good. By the way, one thing, mm. uh, carbs and fats are not equal. What I meant is the ratio is one can be higher or lower. So okay. I'll give you just throw out some numbers there. Sure. So for example, during my start of my program, I would be having 135 grams of protein. Okay. And this is all calculated. I'm just giving you numbers hypothetically. 135 grams of protein per day, per day. because that's a fitness physique. That's, that's correct. And based on my parameters, my age, my uh, my sex, my uh, activity level, there's so much. That's twice your weight in a way. More or less. Exactly. Yeah. But then there's another factor which I love that the Mueller equation brings in is your body fat percentage at that time. Okay. So that's one key, key defining moment here. Right. Amongst other 14 parameters right. or 12 parameters. And... So 135 grams would be my protein. Uh, carbs could be somewhere around 200 grams. Fat could be around somewhere around 50 grams. Okay. So but we, so if I add them all up, right. and I you know it, use the individual multipliers, like I said, like 135 right. four will give me the calories. Right. Right? right. So imagine 50 grams of fat multiplied by nine is still four, 500, 450, yeah, 450 grams, yeah. 450 calories. Yeah. So you have to be careful with your your fat intake that you're getting in. Okay. And but to answer your question, um, I mix some really good sources of fat like butter mm. is perhaps one of the best that I really love um, in that case I'll go for almonds another fantastic avocados again depends on how much quantity of the avocado I can have right yeah. but you know just on the uh, on the topic of butter I just want to ask you because you come from India and yeah. we have all kinds of butter there's butter spread butter with canola oil I've seen <laughs> butter with some crappy oil mix uh, margarine that yeah, is sold yeah, like oh butter Lord. so Butter itself is not understood, I think, by yeah. a lot of people from the continent, you know, Asian subcontinent that we come from. Yeah. So, is there a particular kind of butter that you recommend, or so I would say just say about any butter? Will be. So I would. So that actually, that's a very good question because I come from India, from Punjab, where we are ubiquitous with uh, ghee, kyo, everything, everywhere. Yeah. Which is basically heavy duty butter. Yeah. <laughs> so, margarine is a big no-no because it's hydrogenated oil, which right. is basically trans fat. That's the worst of the worst that you can have. This is like poison to your body. Exactly. That's quite literally that. It doesn't metabolize. It's the worst right. thing they can have. 
So I don't restrict anyone to food. Like I said, as long as you're having within your budget, you're right. fine. But I'm very anal when it comes to transfer, especially when it comes to fried samosas. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, so technically you don't touch samosa because you know it's a bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shape, even if it's shaped like one also. Yeah. <laughs> even if the calorie is still in your budget, but you still would not touch it because the hydrogenated oil is there. So everyone. And that's to use for deep frying again and again. And it gets worse with every cycle. Yeah. So. But every once in a while, I would perhaps have it. Like I'll give you some context. A day before my show, the one that I, the one I placed third, the night before it, I had a McDonald's burger. Okay. Just to prove a point. Wow. That you know what? As long as you're near your budget, it doesn't matter. And that's exactly what happens. So the next day when you go on stage, you're like, oh, I got this, because you have science backing you, right? So that confidence wow. comes in. Wow. So just the way hydrogenated oil, vegetable oil, or like is a, is a poison. Absolutely. Okay. Are they? Uh, is there one or two more that you categorize in the list of top two or three poisons that is ruining people's health? So, essentially, in terms of oils, I would say you have to be careful as to amount of oil that you're receiving mm. on a daily basis. So, if my budget was, or if your budget was 50 grams of oil a day, but you're like, let's make parathas and you keep pouring oil, mm. you've already lost your daily calories in your right. breakfast only. So right. Right. Anything having after that, you have to be careful then. Right. So. For that reason, I, I personally prefer an aerosol-based spray. Mm. So if in the morning, if I do fancy having an omelette, right. one small flip, and I know how many, uh, how many, how much air has been distributed, and how much oil has been actually placed in my pan. Oh, okay. and, and which oil is it? Is it avocado canola, oil? Canola. Canola. I mean, the whole objective is you want to keep, you want to stay away from trans fats. You sure. work with monosaturated fats. You're, you're fine there. Sure. So, but as long as you're in your budget, it's all good. And is there a is there a particular routine of your breakfast? Is there a fixed routine around your eating habits in the morning oh, that's a and in the night? So, like, I, I would like to know before you sleep the three to four hours before you sleep routine, eating routine, and the two to three hours waking up routine. What's it for you to keep your because for you to keep the physique that you have there? So, uh, what I do is I initially used to make this mistake that I used to do intermittent fasting and I used to think that oh intermittent fasting is this esoteric magic that will yeah. you know change my that was five years ago and that's when you realize oh wait a minute intermittent fasting is just a technique right. to restrict calories so what I then started reading is if you space your meals so I have typically four to five meals in a day okay if you space your meals and each meal has more or less 30 to 35 grams of protein I'm done with my daily intake of protein right and there's enough empirical evidence to prove that muscle protein synthesis actually occurs that threshold happens with this meal so if i'm having hypothetically one meal with all 125 grams of protein i mean nothing's gonna happen I, at the end of 12 weeks i would still look meh as opposed to if i was spacing it out okay so in a typical breakfast i would have the highest concentration of protein i'd have minimal amount of fat absolutely zero carbs and that's my personal preference sure. And as I move towards the day, like prior to my workout, I start introducing my fat and carbs for energy. Okay. So that's around one and a half, two hours before my... And what would you have before your workout? Uh, typically, it depends on, on my mood at the day. But So it's not fixed, you no, keep But to give you some perspective, my personal favorites are sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. rice, uh, because sweet potatoes have a low glycemic index, yeah. it takes its time to digest and you don't have this insulin rush that's coming in. Right. So I would mix it with a salmon, a rice and a sweet potato. And I'll mix with my lemon on top. And that's that's enough to flavor it. Right. And I'm obviously calculating everything before I'm doing. So 
there's a principle I follow that proper planning prevents poor performance. Right. So like I mentioned, a week in advance, I already know what I'm having. Okay. So it's all calculated, budgeted, and weighed because I'm competing. But if I and, and natural bodybuilding means you don't consume even creatine or whey protein, is it? So whey protein, creatine, you really don't need. If okay. your diet is good, okay. for example, if and this is a question I get asked a lot. Hmm. I wish the women were asking this, but yeah. <laughs> the guys come up, bro. Yeah. So what happens is you don't really need a, a protein supplement, and that's something that is a smoke smoke and mirror part of the fitness industry. Like, yeah, because that's why my protein billion age. dollar industry. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, wink, wink. So, yeah. <laughs> But you don't really need it if your if your um, if your qual- if your intake of protein is quality protein. If okay. you have, for example, isoleucine and other nine, uh, sorry, the other eight essential amino acids in your in your protein, you're good. You really don't need it as long as you hit your threshold of let's say in my case 135 grams. Okay, I'm good. Mm. Why would I need a protein supplement? A supplement by the term itself means to add on or a supplement to your right. diet. Right? It's not right. the diet. Right, which is kind of a shortcut, which exactly. is used by many people. Exactly. But natural bodybuilding actually does not imply that. Natural bodybuilding means you're not taking any performance-enhancing drugs like right. uh, like anabolic steroids, growth uh, hormones, gro- exactly growth hormones and stuff like that. And uh, what I really, really love about federations like uh, UMFF is and WNBFI, which is World Natural Bodybuilding mm-hmm. Federation in Singapore, India, the world over, they're very anal about this testing about hormones. There's a bloody polygraphic test that they do on you. There's okay. a urine test and it's based on WADA, which is WADA, right. which the Olympic Committee takes care of. So, at, at the same time, you know, there's just so many people who have found loopholes. You know, yeah. that Netflix has so many documentaries that they have. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I saw a few of them, which shocked me. Yeah. Uh, I'm forgetting. Uh, Icarus, right? Icarus. Icarus. Yeah, yeah. It blew my mind. Good lord! <laughs> like there are guys inside the system. All right, but. But nonetheless, that's an absolute stretch, which I guess Russian athletes or some other people would be... <laughs> yeah, spy, spy, spy movie stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it was exciting stuff. You know, anyone listening to this should definitely watch Icarus on Netflix. But uh, when you say protein, if you have a good source of protein, now many a time with some people, because this podcast caters to any people anywhere from, uh, you know, 30 to 40 kind of uh, age group uh, who are performers, go-getters, high achievers. Their travel schedule, the work schedule sometimes don't allow them to have enough good quality protein and that's why some of them may be resorting to, you know, uh, uh, protein powder. So, between protein powders, is there a particular preference you have for vegan protein powders which are based out of hemp protein or pea protein or do you prefer whey protein over over vegan proteins? Any thoughts on that? That's a very good question. So, essentially, again, if I take the concept of flexible diet, whatever works for you. Okay, so you're indifferent to it. I'm indifferent to it. The only thing I would be careful on is, is when you, if you go into that realm of calculating your calories, then I would look into protein sources, which, for example, a scoop of a particular protein brand, which is my personal favorite, is whey, optimum gold standard. It's perhaps one of the best. Whey isolate. Whey isolate, hydrolyze, same thing. It's it's just absorption rates are like two, three seconds. Okay. Greater. Sorry, fitness industry. I'm breaking breaking your marketing. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But the, the point is, you would rather have, like for example, a scoop of a optimum whey protein would get you 24 grams of protein inside. Right. But it also gives you certain fat and a little carbohydrates. Right. So if you like, if every whey protein powder has sucralose in it, which is which is shocking. Yeah. There you go. Like recently, I was in a in a pharmacy and I was checking every protein. I didn't buy it. Every protein powder has sucralose. Yeah. I mean that itself is a killer. Yeah. 
But you, you know, see, and, that, and that's my point. If I take, for example, another protein source, another very beautiful company called Isopure. Right. Now, Isopure works on the concept that has zero carbs in it. Right. And imagine if I have that budget that I'm calculating and I have 135 grams of protein and I have only 25 grams left for the day right. and I have no more budget for carbs left and I'm right. stuck and I'm like, shucks, what do I do now? Then you might. Then I would go for, then also I won't go for the protein. Then I, sorry, the protein supplement. I right. would go for egg whites. Ah. Why would I want to take a... So, so you completely, it's a no-no for you. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, stay, like if you're traveling, for example, mm. I travel, I used to travel a lot. Mm. I, I used to fly around. So for that, in that case, I used to plan my food. Right. So I had the Tupperwares, I was a Tupperware champion, so I used to right. have a separate, separate bag. Mm. If I'm going to a hotel, I would, uh, I would request the hotel stuff. Mm. And then people are generally very accommodating. I, one thing which is very nice about humanity is people are generally very nice here, nice to them. Right. And, and I think that's something you know better yeah, than yeah. anyone. People are a reflection of who you are. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that helps. So a little, a little planning ahead, like I said, planning helps you. In that takes a, some amount of discipline. I, I think fundamental, which which is ubiquitous to you and idiosyncratic to you, is is discipline. Right. I think the fundamental thing why people generally pull back is not. I mean, motivation can only get you so much. It may just get you started. That's it, it. it. That's it. And that quote is so true. Motivation may get you started, but it's discipline that carries you through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had days where, I'm, and I'm not even joking. There are days where I'm like, oh God, what am I doing this? Why this gym? And then you, then you know, you you just go, just go. Right. And you, when you're in the middle of it, then everyone starts then the group then just kicking in. Yeah. And before you know it, you had a great workout. Probably one of the best workouts in the week. So, yeah. So, where your muscle synthesis is concerned, all right, it's also said that a huge amount of muscle building happens when you're sleeping. True. So, any particular habits you formed around ensuring that you get good quality sleep? Oh, wow. That's another <laughs> good one. So, yes, rest uh, is essential. So it's a trifecta. You have to have nutrition, proper nutrition. You have to have proper uh, workout strategy that could be hypertrophy, uh, which is typical bodybuilding style, right. or uh, powerlifting, which is you know, literally lifting heavy, heavy right. weights for one or two reps. And third is rest, which comes through sleeping mm. and also comes from deloading. Something I didn't know five years ago, mm. which is you need to take it easy in the gym. A week that you start tapering down on okay. the weights. That's something which was a foreign concept to me. Because I'm like, nay, nay, you were supposed to go high. You have mm. to go ramp up mode every day. Right. And your central nervous system takes a beating every time when it goes into into a heavy gym session, especially in the power power setting. You're you're really lifting heavy, heavy weights for one or two reps. Okay. So you have to take it easy. You have to start deloading. Take it easy for a week. Mm. So after, for example, after six weeks or four to six weeks, sorry, I'll start deloading for one week. If I, for example, deloading means going light. Going light. But not to the point where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just coming here to have a right. help for the sake of it. So if I would, just hypothetical numbers, if I could bench press 100 kg for, let's say, six reps, right? right. That's heavy. That's right. not light. Uh-huh. I would then taper it down to maybe 85 kg for 12 repetitions. Okay. So I'm still keeping it in that realm of being hard, but not to the point that I'm going all out. Right. So that's tapering. That's one strategy for rest. Then the strategy about sleep. So I have a very, very... Um, strict schedule when it comes to waking up in the morning right so i'm a early morning guy so every morning 4 a.m is my puzzle irrespective of whichever country i'm in the world which is sometimes annoying when we're in different time zones annoying for the partner for sure <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh well <laughs> yeah uh, my, my like my partner my wife is pretty pissed off with all the alarms in the morning is it yeah <laughs> 
No, but I wouldn't you agree that's the best time when you actually can think and be analytical and creative? 100%. My 5.30 to 7.30 is my... It's, 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 it's bliss for me. I think it's, there's something esoteric and magical about that time where it's like you can get to think more, you can, you know, analyze more. I, I have a, it's it's little spiritual, I have, a philo- I have a thought process, a philosophy if you want to call it, that between 4 to 6, if you can wake up and that is the time you pray or you visualize, I do my visualization, gratitude, affirmation, all in that time. Uh, I really think there is a, there is a door open to connect to the super consciousness. Yeah, that's a very good, beautiful way to put it. Yeah. In the mornings, in that period is your access. So I prefer to wake up very early and you know do my uh, morning bit and if I don't do it my day doesn't go well really yeah wow my day doesn't go well so what's your reason to get up at 4 what's your so thing behind getting up at 4 primarily discipline that's the fundamental thing that's my core value uh, okay. for me discipline is everything okay and I, I believe 4am gets the tone set for the day okay. you're way ahead of the curve in terms of if I have to work if I reach my work at 8 o'clock I have 4 hours right imagine 4 hours of absolute silence distraction productivity absolutely you can go into high gear right. so when I wake up the first very first thing I would do is make my bed hmm. I'm forgetting who's this 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 I think someone in the US that, Navy that's a US Navy yeah. someone so he had this, this speech yeah, right yeah, where he yeah. was at, make your bed first exactly yeah make your bed first and hmm. when I heard this many years ago I'm like hey that's pretty smart because it keeps you going. It's the first time I completed it. And like, okay, where is the rest of my to-do list? Yeah. Now, bring it here. Yeah. And that's what I do. And and I also follow a, a fantastic human being, uh, Jocko Willink. He's a, a retired US Army, Navy SEAL. I love this guy, Jocko. You follow his podcast? I follow his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, do you? I... I've followed his podcast where he's been interviewed by Tim Ferriss. Oh, I don't, wow, yeah, I don't yeah. follow Jocko Willing's podcast, but I've followed Tim Ferriss, yes. who has interviewed Jocko Willing twice. And once Tim Ferriss was on holiday, so Jocko Willing was the one who was hosting Tim Ferriss's podcast no on behalf of Tim Ferriss. Yeah, I mean, these guys are very... Like, there's a community of people. Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, right. Jocko Willing, they're all damn close. He's amazing. I mean, yeah. uh, Jocko, Jocko... I follow David Goggins more than Jocko oh, Willing. Yeah, there you go. Another fantastic podcast but so Joko has this one amazing, he's written, I think he's written over six, seven books already now. But there's one particular thing that quote that always stood out was discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. And when I first read this quote, I'm like, eh, freedom? Because discipline, you would imply it is, it binds you, right? Right. But actually, it actually frees you up. Because if you have a certain pattern that's going, you have a flexibility to do a lot more mm-hmm. than you would be able to do. So waking up at 4 a.m. for me is extremely important because... It's the first thing that you are doing for the day. You and this is not something you want to show off to anybody else. Right. It's, it's your own. It's for you. It's, yeah, exactly. it's for your own self-esteem. Exactly, and that gets you going for the rest of the day. So you and you work out also in the morning. No, so I, it depends on which stage of my journey I am through my competition. Okay. Because as you get closer and closer to the show, you're at such calorie deficit that you're like, oh, I'm just dying for energy. So in that case, I would take cardio in the morning mm-hmm. and I'd go lift heavy in the evening because that's the time when I would eat a little heavier carbohydrates. Okay. And then I would just go bazinga on the, in the gym. But mornings I would keep for my own uh, creative thinking or for my analytical thinking and planning and hitting the tasks. So if you, if you split your gym in between cardio and workout in the evening, okay, you're a big time believer in cardio. 
No, you don't need it. Yeah, Actually, like I don't do it at don't all. Need it. And I believe I don't need it. That's why I thought I wanted to ask no, you. No, no, you don't need it. So why? So the, why I do cardio, especially in the last few weeks before the show, is if so every morning after I've done my business in the bathroom, I have a chart where I actually measure my week. Okay. So if at the end of a week, if I see the trend line is reducing, I'm in calorie deficit, which okay. is exactly what I want. Okay. And at the end of the week, I'll then measure my body fat percentage to see if I'm on the if I'm on track or not. What's the device you use for body fat percentage? I, so what I prefer is I use the Inch Tape. Okay. A, the US Navy actually does this, so okay. I mean if they're doing it, it's it's correct. So it's a thumb rule kind of a product. It's a thumb rule exactly. But the thing, so on a side note, there is no accurate measurement of body fat percentage to date. You can do uh, there's a there's a process where they submerge you under water to do that. That's also not perfect. Then you know the one that you put on an Amron machine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. also not perfect. The hip, the ratio one is also not perfect. But the thing that is, stick to one. Okay. Keep following that till for I mean forever, and you should see trends. Okay. That's the most important thing here. Okay. So trend line is what we base our decisions on. So if yeah. I am not, for example, dropping at the rate I want to, mm. which is almost around 0.5 kg per week, if mm. I'm not falling in that rate, then mm. I want to introduce. A little cardio inside. That would be okay. half an hour of low intensity cardio, which is also known as LIS, which is L I S S, low intensity steady state cardio. Okay. So I take it easy in that. Not like oh, I'm going to win the. So it's predominantly for the prepping of the. Predominantly for the prepping. That's it. Because like you mentioned, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you really don't need cardio. Yeah, we're stressing the whole system out. <laughs> if if you eat good food, then you don't need to stress your system. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. No need for, and what, what gets me? Like I do high intensity interval training. I, I do 20 minute workout, six days, five to six days a week. Uh, and it works phenomenally well for me. I don't, I, I don't have, mis, I'm not a Mr. Physique or Mr. Body of the Body. Yet, yet. No, not yet. I'm, I, you know, but, but that's what I was asking, you know, for your perspective on cardio. Because some people tout it as the best thing after sliced bread, that's why. And, <laughs> and you know, I would, I would agree to that five years ago or six years ago. I said, ah, I should do this because some random dude. Is doing it who looks amazing. Yeah. So and then you know even he's doing it because someone told him. Yeah. Right? I mean there's no evidence to prove that. Yeah. But I wish I, I honestly wish women were more uh, understanding that if you want to get that perfect peach butt or if you want to get that perfect body, cardio is not the way. It is actually lifting heavy ass weights that gets you what you want to get. Weights and nutrition. Yeah, that's the fundamental here. So you say that uh, Dr. Lane Norton, all right, has played a huge role yes. in your transformation, all right? You you want to you wanna share one or two poles of wisdom from him that you have really taken to heart and it's defined your career in a way? So first one is definitely about uh, calories in versus calories out, which is the first which is what we spoke, about, which yeah. spoke about. And the second absolute most important thing is to outwork the competition. Just go ballistic. The work ethic that Lane has is insane. It's something similar to you, 18, 18 hours a day, non-stop just going after it. On a nutrition point of view, I would say, the second part on this would be, Lane has always questioned everything. He's always okay. questioned, even his own hypothesis. Uh, Lane's a PhD himself and his uh, his research was on muscle protein synthesis. Wow. Where okay. he essentially proved it to the world that isoleucine is necessary to initiate Muscle protein synthesis. Okay. I mean, that's a totally different digression topic. Which, it's too technical. Which the listener of this podcast might, you know, might find it a little more technical. Yeah. Uh, yeah cannot, but for cannot. anyone interested in real technical stuff, isoleucine is an amino acid. All right. If you want to read the it. Essential, uh, essential amino acid to trigger NPS. And uh, so he questions everything. 
he literally every every information that's been thrown out in the fitness industry he puts it against the touchstone of meta analysis of studies research studies and he has the humility to come back and say sometimes he was wrong which is very rare that he's wrong but he's come back and apologized but hey but you know what this wasn't right and you know that that really doesn't make a difference to your fitness in, uh, journey right. that's maybe just 1% Thank you. Yeah. No, I recently I saw a post of it where he took back his comment on a particular kind of a sugar. Where he said if you introduce it, it's okay. Yeah. And it was it was nice to see him not being bothered by negativity because I'm sure he's also attacked by many many people. So <laughs> someone was writing that Lane Norton has been sold to the sugar industry. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. we live in a world where having an opinion itself attracts so much criticism. But I guess you live with it. I no. guess that's that's the nature of the beast, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. when you're in the industry, when you're especially in a in a visual industry where someone would just come up and say, "Look, I have a perfect butt. Have this particular product, and you'll get that butt." Right. But the reality is not that. True. I'm sure. So, do you also have critics of your own that have been, you know, going against you and the choices you made? So thankfully I've been under the radar <laughs> till now. Till now. <laughs> but it's it, it you do get uh, when people are trying to understand you you do get the resistance that no oh, this is the right way of thinking. So you have to try to rather than being temperamental like Lane is unfortunately uh, Eric Helms is another person another PhD Dr Eric Helms who's taken the more um, assertive route where he he tells you and he also he he also the person that you follow along oh yes absolutely uh, dr eric helms is perhaps one of the uh, another the best bodybuilders he's a he's a champion powerlifter he's a he was a world record holder also actually so is lane lane is also a power uh, world record holder for squats uh, in natural bodybuilding both are natural bodybuilding uh, geniuses and both are phd's in nutrition sciences uh, i think eric is for the University of Auckland. Okay. Where is the research fellow there? So very active on social media also. Fantastic person also. What's his Insta profile? I think it's uh, 3D Eric Helms. Okay. 3D Helms. I'm, I, I'm just okay. checking. But okay. just type Eric Helms, it'll pop up. Okay. Fantastic. He's written two books as well, um, which is Strength Pyramid. Right. Nutrition. Strength, nutrition and Strength Pyramid. Yeah, it's two, yeah. two fantastic books. Yeah. One is one is. I was checking it out. Nutrition and Strength Pyramid. One was. Uh, Muscle and strength pyramid. Yeah, muscle and strength. Yeah. And, and one was muscle and strength pyramid nutrition. One was muscle and strength pyramid training. Uh, training. Yes. Yeah. So he he. I'm gonna buy it for sure. Oh, I would highly recommend that. Yeah. And uh, if anyone else wants to buy it, that's the best book to buy. I, I don't uh, relax. Okay, Angus not making any money out of it, but I guess he wants to share. I'm sure. Yeah, it's a, it, because you know it 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 essentially opens your eyes to oh, wait a minute. Rather than so it's a pyramid. So you know in a way nutshell I'll explain to you. So. Hmm. A pyramid that tells you right on the top is meal timing, which means it's insignificant in the main things of the main uh, in the grand scheme in of the things. Grand scheme of things. Okay. And the basic the basic priority is sustainability, is adherence. Okay. So if you can do this a snake diet, for example, mm. I mean just random diet, mm. or an anger diet, or a manish diet, right. for the rest of your life, okay. that is sustainable to you. Right. Do it. If you're getting results with that. That is sustainability. Then the next step, Eric talks about this: calories in versus calories out. Okay. And that's where I feel Eric has one step over Lane is where he's a little bit more assertive in his approach. Okay. Where he comes back and he tells you if you can do this forever, because generally diets have this connotation that it has an end time. Right? There's yeah. A, there's a end date for it. Which is such a fad actually. Diet becomes a lifestyle choice. Diet is not a temper. Like I'm on bulletproof diet for five years. It's a lifestyle choice now. I don't. 
I don't even look at it as a diet. Exactly. And that works for you, right? Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, no one has the right to pass judgment on someone that, oh, your bulletproof diet is horrible, my snake diet is better, or my uh, keto diet is better. If right. it works for you, congratulations. I mean, <laughs> good for you, but you can't but do that's it. But that's what Eric Helm says, is stick to it. Sir. Yeah, stick to it. Whatever it is, what I realized with time is when you give advice to people, especially when they ask you, and you give advice and they have this preconceived notion, you have to kind of explain the basics to them and so far I've not not faced any massive resistance people have caught it people are more receptive especially if someone's asking for advice that tells you they're very receptive to listening and then eventually changing which is in a way very rewarding because when you see them change their lifestyle and even if it means just waking up in the morning just going for 10 minutes walk but if you add the numbers up like right. for 6 months man that man has changed habit has changed and that's that's a victory and and that's why adherence would come down to doing small basic things day in day out absolutely small small incremental changes and one of the reasons why sustainability is, is very important to me is because that one of the reasons why i take a 12 to 15 week process to get into shape for a show is this I take small, small, subtle changes. But small, do, you have, small do you have a coach who helps you in this? Yes. So, uh, my last show, also and the previous show also, I had a fantastic gentleman, uh, Jacob. He's based in Dubai and uh, he actually introduced me to, uh, if, it, if it fits your macros. Ah, okay. So, he introduced me to the concept of flexible dieting. I'd heard of Lane before. I'd actually even discussed with Lane online. But I'm like, chal, theek hai, this is something there, whatever. It's with Jacob when we started talking about uh, would you be interested in uh, doing this for uh, a show? Let's put a fictitious target and let's try achieving it. And you know, when you have a talwar on your head, you're like, okay, now to izzat ka zawal, I have to do it. You know, that, I mean, basically, it's, it's about getting a goal and right. chasing after it. I think that really helps. But for this particular show for Singapore, I'm going solo. Okay, you don't have a coach. No, this time I'm going solo because I, it's kind of, it's kind of reached to a point where you want to now listen to yourself and move forward so. but for a person who is gonna uh, make attempts to fit in physique or, or, or taking care of himself mm-hmm. all right how important do you think coaching is because people you know have this tendency to look at coaching as unnecessary they look at gyms and gyms are gyms are pretty cheap price today everywhere you go all right you go to akhara in bombay you get 100 rupees <laughs> you go to a gym over here you get 200 bucks Few of the best gyms in the world are over for 200 bucks, yeah. 150 bucks a month. But people still don't have a good physique. Yeah. So, how important do you think it is for them to get into the orientation of having a coach? I think it's extremely important. There's a quote which you'll have to forgive me, I don't know it by completely. It says, if you think personal training is expensive, try getting sick. So, essentially, what it's trying to say is that if you don't have a certified personal trainer who understands exercise physiology, safety as you get older you have to be careful about how you lift in the form is primal for me i'm a certified trainer myself so for me primary the whole objective is to be safe first is safety then comes your exercise program and then your form etc etc your nutrition is another angle in it which obviously has to be sustainable you can't just go on a deficit with thousand calories and it's impossible right Hmm. so coaching is important 
like and how you mentioned in the start of the podcast is so much information out there that everyone's a coach yeah i mean if you have a fairly decent body i'm a personal trainer nowadays you have people who are coaches who themselves don't have a good physique <laughs> exactly. it's such which a is, joke which is it's just shameful i mean yeah. because if you if you don't believe that means you don't believe in your own product like I, i've seen people in gyms with a big belly like a beer belly and they are coaches which is which is not good for the industry and they're yeah, them like that that's shameful i mean they might be an exception where someone's maybe injured and that's sure. why they have this but how much percentage is that is there right yeah. but here's my so coming back to your point i would suggest taking a coach who's ethical don't take someone who's a hormone or a uh, steroid driven shortcut shortcutted kind of you want someone who's ethical sustainable mm. and that kind of shows when you talk ask, to him when, yeah. you, when you ask him smart questions like um does this fit my macros what are macros uh can you please explain why am i doing this particular exercise how is this helping my uh process of achieving my goal if you don't have someone who's answering you based on science and evidence look somewhere else but even for people to ask questions i guess people need to have some basic knowledge around it so any particular resource or a book you would want to recommend to listeners who would who would want to start into uh building a good physique for themselves which makes them so productive right. right having good physique makes you so productive so any particular book or resource you recommend so there are three three books that i would highly recommend mm-hmm. um again going back to eric's two books that is the muscle and strength and even a layman and always oh, yes, can understand it they've made it so simple i mean this is the genius about and this. nutrition training both the books both the books okay i would start with nutrition because okay. my personal opinion has always been nutrition changes the game okay and then i would suggest move on to uh, training okay And then the last book is Lane's book, which is uh, Fat Loss Forever. Okay, that's a little techy. It goes hardcore technical. Okay. And if you're really interested in taking the next level and you want to compete, Lane's written another book, which is called uh, Prep Complete Complete Contest Prep Guide. That is beautiful, yeah. but technical, extremely technical. I, I'm very surprised. I read a lot. I'm a voracious reader. You can see the library. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you have books. Ninety-five percent of the books are priced anywhere between ten to twenty dollars. I was very surprised. Surprised. Lane's book, all right, is priced at fifty dollars. Ninety-nine percent of books don't fall into that category. There's one percent of the books in the world that might be priced that, which goes to show that the person has enough and more following for him to price a book at five fifty dollars. Absolutely. Which is three thousand five hundred rupees in India. Yeah, yeah. So, so lot. So it, obviously, it's a, it's a lot of money that's coming. But the the thing that people also realize is Lane has done for the last fifty odd years. He's given out so much free content, and he still does it. Like if you go to Lane's uh, podcast channel, if you go to Lane's YouTube Insta channel, channel, Insta, he just keeps giving free information. Like, look, here, take it. Free. He's like Gary, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. He's like, just take it. Right. Like, I like. I think Gary says something very nice. Like, I leave so much on the table. Right. Lane is Same. similar. Very similar to this. and i think that the industry is shifting and i'm very happy to see this that you are more and more people are interested in becoming fitter but the right way yeah. which is not that instant uh, and i guess social media exposes also yeah. a lot of good people like yeah. lean as i follow ben greenfield if oh, you've heard of ben greenfield i follow tim ferris you yeah. know tim ferris introduced so many people uh i follow dave aspy these guys are good yeah. these guys are like fitness royalty now. yeah and again everything is free what they share you just got to you just got to have enough commitment to put in the time to exactly understand from them and then it all steps down to what i reckon everyone says is essentially sustainability if it works for you amen go ahead with it and it has to be incremental you can't just go you know you can't just spike you just got to be patient also for it, it to be incremental absolutely and if you think 
losing weight takes time I'll, a little heads up it'll take more time than you actually think so be prepared for that journey it's a long 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 journey and that's where i feel coming back to the core discipline gets you through it there are days when you're like oh god lord i don't want to do this but if you have a if you have a target set mm-hmm. and you have it like for example in my in my own particular in my own apartment i have a uh, a sheet that i've stapled there it says that for example now if i'm competing mm-hmm. on 7th september is my day right, right. so really the days leading back to it every single day is chalked out so every morning when i wake up i'm like oh god today is this date check wow. so you know you you kind of get that feedback that feedback loop is going on that you right. have a target so if you start small even if you're trying to lose weight just for health purposes that feedback loop really helps you discipline is the key motivation inspiration theek hai it's an emotion it comes and goes it's very fickle mm, right and that's where i think joko joko is like the joko's book first book is extreme ownership yes yeah, so what a book the second book is discipline means freedom yeah, yeah. and i think when he when he <laughs> which is kind of ironic because a lot of people got too cocky so then he came back and said that uh, what's that something about leadership it's a, it's another book he came out with that you have to calm it down just don't go super uh, rabo mode forgetting the name of the no, book no, no. but it's a, it's a very funny uh, leadership nobody is he's he's good he's i i like i like the uh, intensity or in his voice I yeah, like yeah, intensity yeah. in the way he talks he takes no nonsense it's yeah. so so like, do it grow yeah. up be disciplined and like okay joko take it easy <laughs> no all right No, but his, his message was fantastic. I mean, extreme ownership. He says, he, he says that everything is your fault. Yeah. Everything you're responsible for. The day you start considering you're at the source of everything, you suddenly stop feeling like a victim, which is so brilliant, the way he puts it. Yeah. And, and you know, come to think of it, so many times we cast blame on other people that, oh, I'm not dead because of him and because of her or whatever. Circumstance, the weather, uh, whatever it is, right? But you're right. You're absolutely right. When you take extreme ownership to every single thing, that's when you start buckling down and that's when you start focusing the hope oh. i guess that's what you're doing with the september event you take an extreme on as you about it <laughs> absolutely and that's the only way forward i believe so and that's for me that works for me i guess that's why they say once you become a pro you will start having answers come from within mm-hmm. oh, that's, nice. that's what they say for everybody once you become pro you will have answers coming from within like if you look at it nadal or federer in between went without a coach for 3 years and still landed up winning championships because you have the answer that is just that it takes time for you to gain the maturity to tap into yourself for the answers right wow that's a very good thought that's beautiful that's another reason i prefer waking up in the morning because that is the time i can tap into myself the most otherwise after 8 o'clock there's too much noise yeah exactly oh good lord you you are absolutely right about this it's it, it's there's something magical in that i'm like yeah. just talking about So you was mentioning one book is the muscle and strength pyramid yes. okay nutrition and training any other to any two more books if you have in mind um to get you going obviously fat loss forever then the com- complete contest prep guide mm. um so complete uh, event prep uh, prep guide which is again by lane not even for someone who not competing on stage show for him also it's worth the read i would definitely recommend that okay. because see what happens is when you start appreciating the content that's there that's been put out there it's it's backed by so much evidence like every single page in his book and that's for eric also they have a small you know like like one you know before every line is one two written yeah. and you go down on the scroll down on the page it's actually written this has come from this study this has come from this study okay. so you can click if you have ebook it links to that very study itself wow so there's so much information that's available there it's just you finding time to read you 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 picked up the ebook right? that's what you picked uh, the reason for that was because I'm always moving, so I would rather. And I I refer this book 
almost every month once i go through it again like oh, what about this what about that mm. because it's, it's so like much. a reference book for you yeah it, it for me that's a touchstone that's the bible for for bodybuilding and fun fact uh, arnold schwarzenegger has a book called the uh, bodybuilding which is a big huge greek yeah, book yeah, yeah. i started reading that 14 years ago and i realized now it's a good entertainment book but yeah, it's yeah. not a um, duplicable not something that you can replicate in every sense in the sense it's it's good but it, it's not content meat that you're looking for that yeah. science that you're looking for that's why how and that's maybe the reason i get that's a bent of mind you have maybe that's why yeah because you are your engineer and a project engineer comes with the territory i believe so yeah well, it, it's it's the major of the beast i guess so it's the the biggest problem we have is that you have to start analyzing that yeah. q why why but it's good also no? eventually you can educate if you have that information so so angad we almost uh, i would love to you know ask you so many more questions but i have few more please uh, that i want to ask you uh, what's your what's your vision for the next five years where do you see angad what do you see angad achieving in the next five years i honestly hope that i can open a very ethical evidence based company that caters to helping people achieve their fitness goals that's through either personal training through nutrition science training or even you know uh, in through seminars or through videos so it's a entire collection of this data that i want people to have access to mm-hmm. and they transform their lives but fundamental logic here is to be ethical the entire information that has been provided here has to be backed by science it has to be backed by evidence it cannot be because some protein company came to me right. like bro uh, can do you this and we'll pay you 50 lakh rupees because i've had that opportunity someone has mm-hmm. come up to me and he said can you promote this and actually flat out refused absolutely not because it goes against it it goes against my core value that's something i would never want to do you can you cannot build a reputation based on uh, it's like selling yourself you know you sold yourself for the exactly moment. exactly which as it is happens in many many jobs okay <laughs> you know? that's true that's, that's, yeah. that's true at least you wouldn't want to do it in the in the area that you are so passionate about yeah exactly because it comes from a place from love so that's your vision and uh, if you could pick up you know uh, one quote that you could put up on a hoarding on sheikh zayed road which everybody in dubai could see or right? what would that hoarding be so many that comes up but the thing that i think is is best is don't count on motivation it is fickle <laughs> it will never it will <laughs> when you need it most it will back it will run away from you count on discipline discipline gets it done always every day so basically i'm stealing jocko's quote here but discipline equals freedom out plaster that everywhere so. amazing and what would be your advice to a 21 year old a 21 year old who's coming out in the world uh, what would be your advice be if it comes to fitness question everything every single thing even if it's your idol whether it be arnold rithik whoever it is question every single thing they're telling you if someone is telling you i'm working 2 hours a day why if i'm having this particular food why ask for evidence and then you make your decision what you want to follow and then have that mindset to be open you are going to make mistakes it's going to happen and you have to learn so what was correct what you thought was correct at let's say 21 could be you were absolutely in the, in the absolute opposite direction when it was supposed to be something else so start small build on it and like eric says 
sustainability is the key start small build on habits daily and that's the key to success nothing else in fitness again adherence is the key and but it's so beautifully put also when he's a question everything because you i i guess all of us live in a world where it's very profit centric for many many corporations they don't give brats as for yours and my health yep all right like i i was i was listening to a podcast yesterday where they were talking about procter and gamble all of them have built mega fortunes on the back of a lot of crappy products which are touted as healthy a lot of unhealthy products which are touted as healthy now now they can't i mean i hope they can't sue me <laughs> you didn't say anything all right but uh, but i'm just saying mega corporations all right have all started with products touted as healthy then research came out that it was unhealthy and then you know they tried their best to still market it yep. all right which is some labels here or there but it's still mar- oh low fat low cholesterol low it's all it's it's it's, so, it's a joke when i go and see this kind of stuff in the supermarket and that's amazing because now you seeing the it's like you're in the matrix now yeah. now you see it from different lens yeah. right so when you and i see food we say ah protein carb fat yeah. when some normal guy i mean i'm not normal sorry when someone who's not who's not seen that lens who's not who doesn't that, have the knowledge yeah he you see ah healthy option because ah. it's so, so plastered what was a healthy ah. so i mean yeah it's sad it's really sad because no other industry has the smoke and mirrors than the fitness industry i agree i mean because it's the holy grail of everyone everyone wants to look sexy in the mirror exactly and so many corporations exploit that very need all right yeah. so so it's so amazingly put question everything yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i mean if someone tells you uh, keto is good okay why because and i guess the answer will show you whether the guy is prepared or not yeah exactly there you go and you'll figure out 99% of people have no clue about what the hell keto is then mere uncle ne kaha tha acha hai my uncle in kannada followed it it's so true yeah. it's so true because you know even i'll t- i'll take it a step further if i ask somebody acha why are you doing bench press why like which is a exercise yeah. in the gym why aren't you doing this particular cable machine uh and you know you They're can see that get drawing up like because and then you realize he's not the guy i want to talk to exactly so it's it's a it's a learning so back to the 21 year old guy it's a learning process it takes time don't takes get taken for a ride yes and please say no to drugs please the worst place you want to be so so anger wagon people reach you if anyone wants to reach you where can they connect with you on social media so i'm on instagram and my instagram handle is fitherbund which is if you think about it, it's fit turban so i'm a sardarji seed guy so how do you spell it so it's f i t u r b a n e d so it's fit turban okay so fit turban fit turban that's okay. my instagram handle and on facebook i'm angad maini that's a n g a d space maini that's m a i n i awesome that's what i am awesome so so guys any of you want advice okay you know podium finisher for beach body in dubai is the guy to go to any of you want coaching fitness coaching he is a person to go to you want a friendly advice he is a person you can drop in a message at okay take 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 assistance if it comes to you it will save you a lot of money and a lot of uh, time instead of getting lost in the haze which angad and i have gone through ourselves personally so so i hope you do heed you know the advice but angad thank you so much absolute pleasure manish thank you so much for having me here this is such a pleasure i'm so glad this finally happened right no and and uh, it was absolute treat to to hear from you and the gems of uh, wisdom that you have it was amazing thank you so much thank you so much ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to the show 
I hope this has added tremendous value to you. And as Angad said, adherence, sustainability, start small, but start today. All right. Uh, my wish for you is you live well. You uh, live phenomenally. All right. So go out and kick ass. And if you like the show, please do leave a review. Okay. Your every review, every word, every everything shared uh, is gonna. help the podcast reach many many more people and make a difference to their life thank you so much and have a blast of a day love you guys bye <laughs>